Hey there, welcome to Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer, 41 Action News. Dion Clisso of Preps KC joins us as always, your high school football podcast for the Kansas City metro area. What's going on, Dion? Well, it's week seven. Uh, you know, seven or six. Starting, to, starting to smell. It's in October, so you can smell the playoffs. We are in the month that the playoffs will take place. That's right. They start uh, basically on Halloween, right? Yes, Halloween weekend. Um, it's it's always fun when it's on a Friday night and you get some playoff games and kids can dress up. And, you know, even if it's that, that week of Halloween or if it's on Halloween, um, we don't really have kids at games now, so I guess we don't really have that uh, – Situation there's some, there's there's a, some yeah. depending on the uh, depending on the stands and, and where you're at. It's uh, I saw Platte County. They have a berm and they had these little orange squares that were distance apart, and the kids were all, could all sit in their little orange squares. <laughs> the funny funny thing is at Mill Valley, they've had the band um, in the end zone or kind of beyond the end zone uh, for the first three home games, but Mill Valley has a division one kicker and he's just been sending them into like the brass <laughs> section or the percussion right every pat and on field goals so the last home game they kind of put them off to the corner and on the <laughs> other end to where there's no football that's ever going to get to him might kill a band kid you gotta watch band. out well you know what i'm saying you got a piece, safety, big right? piece of metal band equipment gets hit with a ball and i mean the concussion and the whole yeah. thing yeah absolutely Somebody, uh, the band kid in the protocol can't play next week. <laughs> Uh, well, this is a, of course, a, a Kansas City podcast. Uh, but St. Louis schools are they yes. kind of back up and running now? What's the, what's the status with them? Yeah, pretty much all of them except say what they what they call the public league, which is kind of like the interscholastic league here. The city of St. Louis, you know, St. Louis school district schools, along with Hazelwood and McClure, um, kind of that Ferguson area as well. They've decided to go ahead and go spring. But you saw the Marquettes and the Lafayettes and. Eureka and um, DeSmet didn't come back this week, but CBC Vianney, um, Lutheran North uh, came back this week. So you're seeing those schools, you know, getting games and getting out there and playing. Uh, some of them, I think, went outside and played in St. Charles County, but now they've actually amended some of the things in St. Louis County, and now they're back in there playing as well. They went from seemingly three weeks ago to like, there's no way you can play, burn the town down, you know, from the county executive to, okay, all right, you can play football. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it, it was a change, which is, which is good. I, I, you know, and if they were looking for a lot of data points to say, can we do this and, and be safe? I think that they probably saw with the rest of the state that the actual playing of the sport does not necessarily cause the spread of, of the, uh, of the virus more so just the, you know, person to person team, teammate to teammate uh, situation. So uh, no, it's good to have them back. And uh, the new rankings reflect that. Uh, and uh, some people in the, Metro area weren't very happy about that. So you, know? you guys who vote on the Missouri rankings, you were waiting until they played a game. He plays a game, and yes. then they're allowed to be back in the rankings. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And so Lutheran North, which is an outstanding program, was the class two champion last year, moves up to class three this year, um, is probably good enough to win a state title in two, three, four. And I wouldn't bet, I would be shocked if they were to compete in five. Really? It's kind of a Bishop Miege type situation from a few years ago where they were good enough, easily good enough to win four, five, and six. Yeah. Um, and so the, this is a team that's very good. They played one game, and we voted them in to the number one spot. Not unanimously. There was two people who didn't vote for them. Number one, one went to Valley Catholic and one went to Odessa. Uh, but there was eight of us who voted them in, myself included. Uh, because guess what? If we'd have started the regular season with our preseason rankings, they'd have been a unanimous number one. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where they would have been. And until they do something to prove otherwise, um, they are going to be the number one team in my in my ranking. And that's not an insult to Valley Catholic or uh, Blair Oaks or Odessa 
or any of those schools who moved down a spot or who were in that contention, really those three were the ones who are kind of in that spot for that first, that number one spot. But, you know, I, you take it for what it's worth. You see comments on social media and one of them was, you know, the, the kids in Kansas city or, you know, these kids were working hard and avoiding COVID and, and playing these games. And my answer was, well, it wasn't the choice of the coaches of Lutheran North and right. the players of Lutheran they North to wait till October 2nd one. to play. They would have played week one. So penalizing those kids just because their circumstances were different, uh, you know, and Oh, by the way, it's a weird year calm down <laughs> it's a ranking that's going to be really for like five weeks at the most it's not a nine-week ranking yeah. and they're going to get on the field for the most part probably and settle it there and yeah. so i i just and it's it's not a kids it's adults and they, they get bent out of shape i mean somebody the, i love the people who's like well these are meaningless well then why are you commenting on them <laughs> <laughs> these are stupid and dumb we shouldn't have them then why are well, you taking time out of your day Right. Whatever they are, I mean, the rankings are different than the playoffs. How yes. will Missouri handle teams going into the playoffs? Some will have played nine games. Yeah. Some maybe only three. They are. Um, they are going. They, they waive the. You have to play at least half your season. They waive that requirement. Um, so I think that there's going to be some teams that have three or four games going in. Now their their district score and I. I am not a, a member of the advanced math class that came up with that formula. Why we're like Luther North jumped right to the top of their district with 53 points. Hmm. I mean, you know, some of these schools and, and nobody's complaining about the bad school that hasn't played four games being yeah. number one in their district. But I think their, their district points will be, will be calculated off of uh, where they, you know, what the, what they played and who, and who the people they've played just like if they played nine games, you know, the, the funny thing about the district system is in Missouri is, Sometimes playing more games helps you and sometimes playing more games hurts you. Yeah. And there's not a, it's all on who you play and how many they play and how they beat teams. So it's not like a, well, they should be, you know, the last seed because they only played three games that, that, that's a punishment to somebody else. If you're the two seed and, and, and there's seven teams in your district and you make Luther North, the seven seed, is that really fair for you to have to play the team you probably would have played in the district final in week one, just to, punish Lutheran North for not playing. And I'm not, I mean, I'm just saying there's a, there's a lot of that going on, but no, I think it's going to be, I think, I think if you can get in, I mean, everybody makes the playoffs, so it'll be decided on the field. Um, yeah. And, and hopefully that we won't be decided by, Oh, our team that we were going to play had a COVID case. So they didn't get to play a playoff game. That's going to happen. Probably. I don't think we're going to be around that. Uh, but, but no, I, I think it's going to be a system where, uh, you know, if, if, if we were eliminating teams to get into the playoffs based on, on the number, then I might be like, well, you know, somebody who played seven games and got through that season should be seated higher than somebody who played three or four. So, no, I think it's, it is what it is. And, and I think that Misha has been decently flexible to try and, and, and fix those things and, and make it, make it possible so kids can play sports yeah. and play football. That's, I mean, that's what you got to do. And Keisha is as well. They're, they're also doing a winning percentage type thing. And uh, we'll have to see, I, I need to revisit the Keisha one because we've been, We've been trying to get the Missouri one in, out, in, out, and, that, and now the, the Kansas one. Because with Topeka and Wichita coming back in and possibly Kansas City, Kansas, they're still practicing. I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but uh, uh, we'll see. And it, it could be close to a full, a full bore over on the Kansas side. Yeah, on the Kansas side, they, uh, they normally don't uh, – there's no algorithms involved. Right? <laughs> it's just it's basically a uh, record. You go, right? you go schedule nine grade. cupcakes, go nine and oh, baby. You're, you, got the, you got the number one seed, and if you're – you know the last place team in the EKL and you're one and eight. Hey, sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So, but your, your, your assumption is, and what you're hearing so far, is that they're going to do basically a win percentage. Win percentage, yeah. So that way you're not, uh, you know, and then they use the points, the plus minus points, I think is a tiebreaker. And uh, so that's kind of what, you know, there was a, there was a nice email that came out and I said to myself, when we get about three weeks out of the playoffs, I will sit down and start out. to dive in because I don't want to, because because when you start to do that and you start to fill your brain with the, if this, then that, and try and, I, I, I learned with the Missouri point system, keep an eye on it and see where they are. The first three or four weeks, things jump wildly all over the place and then they settle out. And then the last couple of weeks, generally it's the head to head in the Missouri side that, that will move things around. Now they don't have that yet in the Kansas side. That would be a, advantageous thing especially this year with teams playing different amount of games if you beat somebody head to head I don't think you should have to get get on the go to uh, their place if you go there to their place yeah you know I think you should be able to you know and who who knows it could be a two to a one or a one to a you know that kind of thing so no we're getting closer uh it's going to be fun and uh like I said yeah I say it every week we're seven weeks into something that some people thought we'd never get two weeks into so hats off to everybody for keeping it up and and uh Keep working hard because, as we've seen in the NFL, one little momentary slip-up can cause major things very quick. Absolutely. So it's a good thing that uh, the St. Louis schools are playing. Another good thing is that Arlen Bruce is playing, correct? He's up. Yeah, he got to play last week, and that's good. He got to play last week. It's a shame he had to go to court and miss five weeks of a season. Uh, And that's, you know, and he's only, you know, he's going to graduate semester. It's not like he's playing, you know, running track or anything in that spring or playing basketball. So, he's going to get a chance to play. And uh, I think that there was some, I think that the, the judges in the state kind of have uh, gotten involved with Isha. Is that how you'd say it? I guess. Are they Isha? I H S A. There's no two S's. It's just, they're just I H S A. Yeah. Which I always kind of wondered Missouri high school association activities, you know, Missouri state high school, M S H S. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, they, they throw the state in there. Iowa just says, yeah, we're a state. We know we're a state. We know we're a state. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was good to hear, and hopefully he can uh, finish out the season strong, and best of luck to him uh, staying in I- Iowa for his education, yes. going uh, to, be, uh, to be a Hawkeye next year. All yes. right, so uh, let's recap last week here in Kansas City before we look ahead. Um, Lee Summit West, besting Rockers. Aquinas, besting Shiny Mission Northwest in what looked to be two great games. Yeah, and, and uh, I think one was a – the Aquinas-Northwest game was back and forth, and uh, Northwest jumped out 28-7, and then, and then Aquinas came all the way back at a punt return for a touchdown to give them the lead. Then uh, Northwest scores in the final minute, goes for two, does not get it, 35-34. Aquinas wins. Uh, they do so without their quarterback, Blake Anderson. Um, the week before, they won without Tank Young. This week, they won without uh, Blake Anderson. But, hey – Shawnee Mission Northwest is for real. If anybody didn't think they were, they're for real. That's a legitimate football team that's got a chance to win a state championship. Uh, on the other side, the Rockers Lee Summit West game was a close game, kind of back and forth all night. Um, a few more turnovers, I think, <laughs> kind of decided that game. And um, that's been for both those teams, turnovers have been an issue, and it was an issue again this week. And Lee Summit West won the turnover battle and they won the game. So uh, that's, you know, I think in, in class six in the Missouri side, the cleaner you play, the better chance you have. And I think that says a lot about why Liberty keeps winning football games. Yeah. Uh, they're clean and they're fundamentally sound. Are they spectacular? I, I don't know. I, I think they're a good football team. They're, you know, they're not going to, you know, wow anybody. And Winter Williams is having a great season. Uh, they played without their quarterback, Luke Smith, last week. And, and the, they had someone step in there. So and beat a Rockridge team that was solid. So, you know, I think the, the, the more – 
the more, you know, fundamentally sound you are, the better chance you have because these teams are so close. You put the ball on the ground two, three times, you're on the wrong end of it. How would you rank him? Liberty, Lisa Lisa MLS, Ray Peck, and then Rockers. And then Rockers. And it helps that they, outside of Liberty, who hasn't played, only played Lisa West, they all kind of fall in line based on head-to-head. That never happens. It's always some yeah. kind of convoluted, yeah. mangled thing. property never works. Yes. If, uh, as long as Liberty beats beats Ray Peck, it'll be fine. Because then if, if, if Ray Peck beats Liberty, then it's like, well, does Ray Peck go yeah, up? Right. And, yeah. <laughs> then, it, then it actually – it's easy for a rankings voter if, if Liberty just kind of handles their business the rest of the way. Speaking of that, speaking of uh, teams that are close with kind of like transitive properties here, over on the Kansas side, those three Catholic schools, St. Thomas Aquinas, Bishop Miege, and uh, St. James, they all appear to be close, but Aquinas kind of in the round robin has won both. Uh, St. James has has lost both, and you have uh, Miege going one-on-one so far. Yeah, and I think that coming into the season, that's I think that's where you probably would put them. Uh, I think it's, I, really I, maybe, Miege just getting by uh, St. James this week. Yeah, and I think – I think you don't know if Miege had that extra game, how they would have done yeah. against Aquinas. That was a close game. I mean, I mean, Aquinas was out in that game, and Miege kind of had to play catch up, uh, and never really kind of got things going. But I mean, they got it tied once, but then couldn't get over the hump. So uh, no, but I think those, that's about right. And that's saying you're also you're also going to be talking about a Class Five A champion, maybe. I know that's a heresy to you. That's a, some, your your household currently the running, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then possibly, you know, two teams that are good enough to win a 4A title. Um, but I think what you see in St. James and Miege's game, and there's some other teams out there. There's Paola. There's Tonganoxie. Um, there's good 4A teams out there that it's going to be not maybe not the first weekend, but that second weekend on in 4A on the East Bracket. It's, boy, it's going to be fun. I mean, uh, you know, Tonganoxie with the two move-ins, that's, that's what happens when you have a good, solid football program and then you get really good players to add into it, and they buy into what you're doing. And Coach Troyer does a great job. And, and I think Tonga Knox is going to be interesting. They didn't have their quarterback, Blake Poge, when they played Paola. Um, he's back now. So and they, and it was still a close game. But Tyler Bowden, man, I'll tell you, he's 250 to 300 every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Brandon Martin, the outstanding uh, linebacker that came over from Piper, uh, you know, he had 20 tackles a couple weeks ago. So it's uh, – they're – I mean – they're a team to watch out for. And oh, by the way, Pale is just bludgeoning people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> I mean, they've, got, they've, they've, they've lost players from last year. And they're, but no, it's a four A is going to be fun. I think five A is going to be fun. I think six A is wide open. I mean, Lathan Orange, Shawnee Mission Northwest. Um, you know, there's two good teams. Lawrence goes the other side, so I think it's it's pretty wide open on this side. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's. Uh, I, I I've heard that you had a Simone meeting recently. Here. Yes. Mentioned Tyler Bowden. Um, he would be up for the Fontana. He's got to be one of the favorites, I'd assume, for the Fontana. Who are your maybe way too early Simone Award candidates at this point in the season? Well, and it's going to be interesting because you can't just go look across the the uh, line on our stat leaders and say, you know, we'd sort by yards. That's the easiest one to, to do. But you can't just go yards and go down and say yards per game, like if you're if you're a quarterback or, you know, because the Simone generally is a quarterback or a running back or occasionally a receiver can't just go yards and do that. I think that an offensive lineman award there's uh, offensive lineman has won it once. Well, uh, he turned out. Okay. I think he's still in the league. So that's not, uh, it, it validated our call to, yes. Yes. But, but no, I think you start with tank young. Um, you know, he was a runner up last year. Uh, Devin Neal from Lawrence 
uh, is definitely got to look at. Wintrick Williams, the third, the running back from Liberty, is having a fantastic game, and he's really picked it up the last few weeks. He's got like nine touchdowns in the last two weeks. Had a big game against Rockbridge. Uh, those guys are all right there. And, you know, Ty Black at Shawnee Mission Northwest. And those guys, Wintrick Williams wasn't on the ballot uh, last year, um, but those guys are all, I mean, that's, that's probably a, a good four to start with. Um, Noah Palmer at Olathe North has kind of slid into that uh, Arlen Bruce role, and he's doing everything for him. I don't know if his numbers stack up to the other, but, but they're winning football games, and he is huge. He's doing everything. So uh, it, it kind of goes back to the old insert Olathe North running back here right. um, type of situation back in the day when they were winning titles. So, no, those are, those are all teams. And, and, you know, Liberty North's tailback is good. Um, the, the Rockers' tailbacks are good. So there's, there's plenty of uh, teams out there and, and players who are all making huge impacts. So it's going to be an interesting um, Simone Award when it comes time to it and uh, in December when they come out. Uh, yeah, can't wait. All right, let's look ahead to this week. What are your Remax big three games on both sides? Well, Aquinas has been in a lot of big three games <laughs> the last few weeks. They, when the schedule opened up, they went out and scheduled some teams. And, you know, they picked up Shining Wish Northwest last week. They've got Lawrence this week. Uh, wow. That's going to be a – that's a great game. Uh, you can't you can't not, I mean, have that game. I mean, some weeks, you know, we've talked about the big three philosophy in the past, and you kind of like to spread it around and give some teams some different – but you can't ignore that game. Uh, and um, that's a great one. And I think that's going to, you know, both those teams, much like the Shawnee Mission Northwest Aquinas game last week, both those teams that they come out injury, relatively injury free, are just going to be tougher the next round. Uh, another one that's kind of good is another 5A, 6A matchup is uh, Olathe West and Mill Valley. And, I, you know, Mill Valley's kind of, they've been sprinkled. That's another team that went out and scheduled some teams, you know, along with the, the rest of their uh, Sunflower League. Uh, schedule that they had. So that's definitely a, a spot where Mill Valley is going to see a, a team with Anthony Fabro is their outstanding tailback um, for Olathe West. And he's really playing well. And um, if Cooper Marsh is back, if he's not, but Hayden Jay stepped in at Mill Valley and played pretty well last week for them. Uh, they just dominated Lawrence Free State last week. So uh, that's a good one. And then, and then Piper's going to Paola. I don't know if Piper's got, Piper's been really good in some spots, but this is a test for them to see where they're at in that pecking order in 4A. And Paola can't get caught looking ahead to anybody else. Uh, because Piper's a pretty solid team. They bring a lot of team speed. So that's on the Kansas side this week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. You talk about the pecking order then. You know, t- what, Tonganoxy, Piper, uh, Paola, Lewisburg in there, right? And just uh, so many so many good what bedroom community teams. I don't know what you yeah. call them uh, in, in the Kansas City area when it comes to 4A in Kansas. All right, uh, on the Missouri side, I mean, it, it's a – it just seems like I, I see some of these matchups. I'm like, I swear these teams have already played but <laughs> good squads and nobody, maybe Liberty has, but, but nobody's really separated themselves uh, from, from the pack. And, and there, there's so many just big games every week in Missouri. Well, and, and, you know, we'll start off with one that I, I really like is uh, Winnetonka hosting Platte County. Platte County's got that one loss to North Kansas City. Uh, I think they'd like to have Winnetonka. that one. We haven't, we haven't talked much about uh, We're going to talk about Winnetonka right now. <laughs> 6-0, and they get a win at Kearney last week. And it, it's not it's not the Kearney teams from years past, but for Winnetonka to go to Kearney and get a win, down 16 nothing in the third quarter, come back to win 20-16, to and, and get to 6-0, and their schedule was a little easier on the front side. It's going to get tougher down the line. They still have to play Platte County and Smithville. Yep. But they are doing what they need to do. They have taken care of those things, and they went on the road and won at Kearney. They are 6-0 and for the first time since 1982. Wow. As I put on the uh, little information I put out there. 6-0? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, we do our little information for the rankings voters. As it was like, it was 1982, the fall of 1982. I was, I was uh, living in Hawaii, um, sixth grade. It was good times. So I, I can't think of back playing football, 
sixth grade in elementary school, I, that was one of the best times of my life. I mean, fall of 82 was a good time for me. It was a good time for when I was living in so. Caldwell, uh, attending <laughs> kindergarten. <laughs> school. Sixth grade was a blast. I, was, I love sixth grade. So no, uh, it, it's been a long time and, and this is the test. I mean, if they, if they find a way to, to, you know, knock off a of Platte County. They definitely have a chance to, to really do some things. And then they've got Smithville uh, last week of the season. So they're really, you're really going to find out about them. Um, Another one we've got is a team that has quietly played well is Park Hill South. They won at Staley last week. They got North Kansas City this week. They've lost to Grain Valley and Platte County. Those are the two teams they've lost to. Except they've beaten, they've beaten everybody else. And this will be another big te- test for them. Briggs Bartosz, their outstanding tailback, has, has been a big thing for them. And, uh, you know, North Kansas City, is they're, they're sitting there at four and two. They've got a couple losses. They've got that loss to Staley. I just don't know if that's a hump that they can't get over. Yeah. Um, but they are a good team. You know, they, they won at Raytown. Um, they got beat by a bad Fort Osage team in week two. And I don't know if that's when, they, you know, they lost their tailback Jeremy Brown, and he hasn't been back since. But then they were maybe transitioning some people in. Uh, they've done a little bit better job of being more balanced since that point, throwing the ball enough to get their offense going. So that's a, a good one. And then another, our last REMAX Big Three game, is the number one team in class one, Mid Buchanan, against the number Five team East Buchanan, both undefeated, bitter rivals. No, I was going to say they're huge rivals, right? I I, I uh, yes. admittedly don't know a whole lot about the Buchanan schools, but I love this matchup. Yes, and and it's going to be a fantastic one because East Buchanan for the last decade has been the big brother in this. I mean, Mid Buchanan, you know, five, six, seven years ago was not good at all. Um, Coach Aaron Fritz got there a few years ago. That this senior class has really turned things around, and uh, Javon Noyes and T.J. Runyon two stars for our mid Buchanan. They got a new coach at East Buchanan, Daniel Rudin took over Kevin Bryan, who was there a long time and uh, really had that program clicking right along, always competitive, sometimes really good, you know, got to the semis a couple times in the last decade. Uh, coach Bryan retired um, and started to see him go. Coach Ritter's taken over. And uh, I think in what a lot of people thought would be a rebuilding year, they're six and up. So uh, that's a fun one. Uh, you can't, I mean, that's, you want to, you want those good small school games. And we're not even talking about like an Odessa Lawrence free state. That's yeah. kind of one of those those things, uh, you know, that that's out there too on the Missouri side. There's there's some good ones out there. Liberty North, Lee Summit North this week as well. So it was it was tough to pick some of these games this week. And uh, some weeks it some weeks it's uh, whew, you got really good teams playing teams that aren't very good, and you're trying to you're trying to manufacture some drama. Yeah. Uh, but this week you didn't need that. They were there were all pretty good games on both sides of the state line. That you, you mentioned the Odessa um, Lawrence Free State game. Also, Rockers takes on St. James. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a game that got put uh, together. The Missouri uh, matchup. Yeah, and 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 I think that's a good one. Uh, and St. James is another. I mean, the, the, all the Catholic schools that didn't that got kind of froze out by the Blue Valley schools, and uh, the and then when the EKL kind of started and stopped, uh, they've had to go out and find games, and they've done a pretty good job of doing it. And I, and I think that for St. James and Miege and even Aquinas, they haven't, haven't suffered a loss yet. The idea was go play somebody, you know, go play somebody decent, get better and, and go from there. So no, it's a, it's a fun one. And I think if you're St. James, you're coming off a tough loss. Rockers come off a tough loss. And, and for St. James, you're not going to find probably too many teams in, in 4A from here on out that have the size of Rockhurst. So that, you know, if you come out of it healthy, you'll know, you'll, you'll be able to measure, measure yourself when we, in terms of that and just on the, on the offensive defensive line. Uh, but no, I, that's, like I said, there's, there's been some fun ones that just pop up in the middle of the week. You know, Maryville Odessa was a great one last week. Odessa uh, d- doubled them up 28, 14. So yeah, it's uh, I think when people get outside of the, the reins of conference play, when they're locked into things and they have the ability to go make a game and one, you just want to make a game because you want to play. Um, 
there's there's a lot of you hear a lot of people like oh they're scared to play so and so they're scared to play so and so i'm not seeing that i think teams are willing to go if they feel like they can compete they want to go compete if they're banged up and they, and they feel like they can't compete they, we've had some who who somebody canceled on them and they were banged up and they said you know we're just gonna like a smaller schools we're just gonna take the week off <laughs> and go from there um so no it's uh it's been fun i i like i like the week-to-week matchup um I'd like to say I had a hand in a, one or two of them. I think I had, I mean, okay, I put, yeah. some, put some people together <laughs> and, yeah. and sometimes it's worked out and sometimes it hasn't. Uh, Matt Gilmore, who runs kpreps.com, a great website for the entire state of Kansas, has really made his work this year. He's out there matchmaking people left and right. Is he um, out of Wichita? He is out of Wichita, Pittsburgh area kind of thing. Oh, okay. um, yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah. Wichita, that kind of thing like that. Good. Yeah, down there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, hey, baby, southeastern Kansas. Southeastern Kansas, so. No, he does a fantastic job over there, and we've had a great partnership with him for 11 years now. And uh, no, it's uh, it's been fun. I mean, Matt and I've been texting back and forth uh, for for the entire season, more so than we already do. Just in it, just in you know, so and so needs a game, and um, and there's been some games that have been that have definitely been put together by connections. Um, and so it's uh, it's been fun. Uh, you know, there's some games I'd love to see. I you know I didn't even have a hand in, and and Shawnee Mission Northwest. Aquinas lived up to the bill and oh man that's <laughs> I mean that's that might be the game of the year I mean it easily because yeah. those two teams could both be in the state championship game or win a state championship so well. all right that'll do it uh for all the high school coverage check out 41 action news on Friday night as well as prepskc.com we'll be covering it as always for you Dion thanks so much for the time it's always fun thanks to you as well see you next time on Tackle Pod